Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where we talk about the 80s TV show Dallas. My name is Mary. And I'm Sarah. And I'm Josh. Live from Bobby Ewing's office this evening because I'm working late. Nice, nice. Got some bur- bourbon here, ready to go. Cool, cool. I've got a Boda box next to me. <laughs> and I'm Melanie. Sorry, I tried. <laughs> I thought you said Melanie. She did. I'm the Josh top girl, so it's okay. Oh, God damn it. God damn it, Josh. <laughs> jo- nope, Melanie, I looked right at her and she goes... <laughs> Maybe well, we should have Melanie say her name okay. before Josh says his name. Well, I always give my location of what I'm drinking. I know, I know, I know. You do. <laughs> you got to be more forceful face. about it, Melanie. <laughs> You're 10 okay. years younger. Be more forceful. Own your shit, man. <laughs> I, if I could stop laughing first. Say, <laughs> I'm Melanie. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> Tonight, we are talking about season three. Episode 10, Mastectomy Part 2. Last time, JR's pot with Alan Beam thickened. I'm going to make you a winner. I'm impressed. We're open for business, JR. Good. Sue Ellen's therapy sessions intensified. My husband said that of all the psychiatrists in Dallas, you're the one most likely to get me into bed. Miss Ellie faced a shattering crisis. I don't want to tell Jock. Miss Ellie, why not? I may need a mastectomy. But Jock had a confession to make. You divorced a woman because she was sick? It was a long time ago, over 40 years, Ellie. If I get sick, are you going to walk out on me? It was in the hands of fate. We had to perform a mastectomy. When Ellie wakes up, we'll have to tell her we took her breast. And now... It was written by Arthur Bernard Lewis directed by Irving J. Moore, and aired as the second part of a two-part series on the same night as part one on November 16th, 1979. Right before my birthday. Right before your birthday. I was almost married. I have no casting notes because it's a two-part episode. Because it's all the same thing. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Let's cut right into the shit. Jock's right car. I like that classy car. Isn't that a nice car? What kind of car is it? I don't know cars. It's that Lincoln oh. Continental that uh, okay. is when on they display. I'm about to say the one at South Fork. Oh, that's it's the one, one that's at South Fork. Yes. Cool. I think that we go there and Jim Davis cars. drove that car. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I should have thought about that. You, Next time, I'll appreciate it more. Touch the car. Next time. I, did, I, touch I the did touch the car. Love the car. Gary, we did touch the car. We we were like, I have drunk. a really terrible memory, so I'm sorry. Because we were all <laughs> drunk. We, okay. uh, it's also that I was drinking bourbon that entire night. So, and day we had this uh, Sue Ellen lemonade things that day. <gasps> oh, no, Remember you did. So I we drank were, bourbon we were... all day. You and Will drank the Sue Ellen lemonade thing. Mm-hmm. I was drinking the bourbon option all day because that's why and I was what, what, more. Was this that Saturday? So it went, yeah, when we went Friday, when we went to South oh, Fork for the day. Oh, that was Friday. Okay, Friday. I was Friday. Yeah. I was yeah. landing at the airport, getting to the hotel, checking my stuff. 
I was really hungover that whole morning, and then I we just started like drinking. It was that was and okay. I got really drunk in Atlanta Thursday on the flight over. <laughs> it was an interesting trip. So, so Jock is not wearing the polyester, the blue leisure suit. He is wearing a right, beige he, suit when he comes in. Which is weird. Did he change somewhere? I don't know if is, it's the has same. Has it been a couple days? It may have been a couple days, but he okay. can, oh man, he changes clothes so fast and goes back with a uh, no, I know. Dark, I dark, dark blue uh, suit jacket when he goes back to the hospital because he's yeah. in and out of the house so fast. He, he, is, sees, but- he sees Bobby downstairs. And then we cut to JR's room, and then JR looks out the window, and oh, daddy's leaving again. So it was like two minutes, he's in and out of the house. And then Sue Ellen is a total sad sack. Like everything she says is like death, mourning, <laughs> right. awful. Like she's in total, like, like awful. But these, fir- in the first few scenes, were kind of just like very short things. You see the car coming up the driveway, Bobby and Pam are talking. Uh, was Bobby had. You know, he has his robe on, whatever, and then right. know, Pam's concerned for Miss Ellie. And then you cut to mm-hmm. Miss Ellie. Uh, Waking up in pain. Right. Uh, and we, we learned that Harlan was the one that ended up telling Miss Ellie about her breast. Right. Which is good. God, yes. do, do your job, mm-hmm. Harlan. Thank you. Yeah, finally. Yeah, and then um, you go up to JR's JR? room with Sue Ellen, and he said... Jock told Bobby that they don't know if they got all the cancer, and JR tells Sue Ellen, well, it's a good thing they got it early. So it's, it's yeah, it seems like yeah. JR is thinking, oh, they got it all out, but Jock But right. he's still he's, fucking he's like, it's good depressing. News. Right. Yeah. I will say, though, um, just a little bit back, Bobby's hair in the scene with Pam, and then when he has the red ball going downstairs, shot the dog, it is like so big. And so, <laughs> football helmet. Like I love Bobby, but his hair yeah. is—they have—they have round brushed it and blow dried it. It is like this big. Right, right. Beautiful. They took a pic to that shit, you know. Yeah, and a little bit long too. So I think he was totally—he yeah, yeah. was Studio Fifty Four at that. So, uh, and I was—I yeah. was thinking, has anyone seen Thirteen Reasons Why? Yeah, uh, the first bit. season I've seen. Right when <laughs> when um, Hannah Baker used to call Dylan Minnette's character Helmet. I'm mm. thinking that, that should be the name for Bobby in that uh, in that scene, yes. That scene, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 One thing I put okay. down about that um, J.R. and Sue Ellen scene and in their room where he hears like um, the car door slam, like, oh, daddy's going back to the hospital. You know, he heard that. Like I said, okay, all that money, why are your walls and window panes so damn thin? That's true. His window is right by the driveway. Let's just say that. All, all of the but, windows yes. seem to face the driveway. They all face. They're all on the same yes. side of the damn house. Right. Uh-huh. You can hear everybody arguing and it, whatever else in the house, and it's just like all that money. You don't soundproof. Right. You don't buy thicker it's windows. It's better insulation. God, like blow it but, in. You know. Right. Yeah. The, or how about all that money? How about separate houses, y'all? But I, whatever. Yeah. I always <laughs> thought. <whatever>. <laughs> I always thought he was overlooking the front of the house for some reason. Because mm-hmm. when when Lucy took his car when she mm-hmm. when yeah. she stole it. He had to have seen the garage, right? Or the driveway? Right. So I'm mm-hmm. sitting there going, Are they moving did they shift the rooms around to fit their yeah. fit, the, fit the script like the Brady Bunch? Yeah. Yes. I because think that so. wasn't where it should have been. 
in that. I, I want to hire an architect to do a floor layout of the upstairs of South. That's Florida. what I'm saying. I'm, I think we, we asked this earlier in our podcast, like maybe first season, but I would really like someone, someone who's listening to this, who can draw and, and things they can do it to yeah draw a layout, a floor layout of South Fork. And I guess depending on season, but um, that would be really good. And where, 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 where was Guzzler from with the friggin' palm trees? Well, that's what I'm saying. I can draw it from memory of the show, but then I can also draw one from actually walking the fucking house, which is not which is nearly as... Yeah. 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 Right. So they but, just, like, the rooms. Like, where is Lucy's room compared to, like... I don't... You've only Bobby's seen Lucy's room. room one time in the whole show. It's when Pam came okay. in to bring her, her homecoming dress or prom dress or whatever who's trying to... Ooh. Like show her the clothes. That was the only time you were ever inside Lucy's oh, yeah. room. Wow, it really yeah, I mean, right. that I know of. I mean, so far, so far. So far. L- l- later on, there's, but um, right. mm-hmm. then you have JR's room and Sue Ellen's room later in the series. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. Wait, when they're it's not, it's not <laughs> really when when they are across yeah. the yeah. yeah. But we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> but you go down the back part and you go out onto the balcony. Right. Through the double mm-hmm. doors. So it's the it's layout. Totally the, layout different. the layout is all. The layout's. The layout's a result of, of a bourbon nightmare. Okay. It's kind of like the Dynasty house that doesn't, I'm sure it doesn't look like that either. Dynasty is like, the hallway is like that long, like a million <laughs> that, rooms. That, There's no way. That's Dynasty to anyone over in England. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. Let me get on my, uh, my Sims 4 game and see if I can find any of those in the gallery because I do have some South Fork ranches saved. Really? Have, oh my God. People have built it. I just, I need to get in there and see if my daughter has I before. Was, she I was wonder if there's help. a Minecraft Dallas world because there's like a Minecraft, Minecraft everything world. No, my daughter built like a Minecraft. I thought it was Minecraft Dallas like house when she was like 12 when I first started making her watch Aww. it. And then she started building it and I was like, oh, it looks like it. Or what we think of, you know, but a lot of people have made like Twin Peaks Minecraft worlds and stuff. So I think that there's mm-hmm. probably every fandom. So we should, I, I should ask my, sure. my kid because my kid does that all the time. I'll have him look for it. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. I thought <laughs> in, in the conversation, Sue Ellen is so vain and depressing. And, yeah. She, and JR says, well, it's, it's good. It's good that she, she lives. And Sue Ellen goes, sometimes living is not enough. Like, is, yeah, sometimes like, that's well, not enough, and you're like, "Girl, oh, that's," and that's oh. again like her. We're thinking mm-hmm. that her, like her women's only currency is like being sexually attractive to men, exactly. and not realizing that there's more. That's the whole theme of this episode, though. And she, she doesn't learn that yet, and she brings that up later in a conversation with Pam that we'll get to exactly. Uh-huh. And then yes. Ellie brings it up too, but in a different way. I mean, it's obviously more. <sighs> traumatic for, yeah. I know we'll get there yeah. later but right. that this is literally the whole concept of the, the episode. episode yeah yes. I hate it that's, it's sad that's but. what's interesting with this episode is versus something like rodeo rodeo you had so much going on on so many different levels and then mm-hmm. they're able to turn around and just go boom mm-hmm. this storyline yeah. and maybe just a little <clears throat> sprinkle of something else but it's way off to the side Barely, just, to remi- yeah. just to remind you that it's going on but right well, but it's kind of like, like real life while you're all doing your own things you all have your own shit and then something awful happens and then you're all concentrated on the same thing right it's like you know? when you, it's like when you have a relative pass away and you're all mourning yeah. and going through all this and I, I know my mother said it when 
we've had death in the family, and she thinks it's so. The rest of the world is just going about their business. She thinks it's almost, life goes on. Right. She thinks it's mm-hmm. almost right. Cruel in a way because oh, you're going through this, life. and it's yeah. yeah, but it's just. No, it is because most people that you know, they don't want to come and be like, are you okay? Like, like my best friends last year, like, they, of course they called and checked on me, but like, it's still awkward. Like you're in your own world and mm-hmm. life goes on without you. Like, you know, that it's not, you know, and then I just pop back up, you know, mm-hmm. that you move on. Like that's what happened. So I bet Sue Ellen was just such, such a drag. And well, and that's the thing, like JR, yeah. she's, She's obviously not trying to be helpful right now, but Jr. Right. is thinking of Miss Ellie as his mother. He doesn't want to think about yeah. her not being attractive to, you right. know, his daddy. He and doesn't think just, of her as a sexual being. He's like, right. that's my At mama. All. My mama's going to live. And she's like, that's, she, she, no, there's more. She's trying to tell him that there's more to, she's going to live. But at the same time, yeah, Sivan, there's more than looks. And, right. That's your physical self. I mean, yeah, you know, for JR, it's like someone saying, Oh, can you imagine your parents having sex? And it's like, Oh, gross. Basically, let me go scrub my eyes out now. Oh, right. Let's yeah. put my eyes in bleach. Yeah, but <laughs> Junior, you, 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 you came out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I always see couples though, like out, and I'm like, they had sex and have the baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I do like you see two people like at Costco yeah. and they have a baby. You're like, they did it. You're like, they have well, that, that was, I do it that all was the time. Like, my that, husband is I'm weird, but I do it all the time. That was like the I time. Think about that stuff, totally. Well, that was like the time Ralph Macchio was on. I brought it up before Arsenio Hall, and a long time ago, and uh, said, "Oh, well, my wife is pregnant." Everyone starts clapping, and Ralph goes, "Geez, you tell people you're having sex with your wife, and they applaud like it's some new thing." <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> My man. Newsflash, yeah. newsflash, everybody out there. You're all the product of someone's banging. So all of that, then Jock comes back to the hospital with the flowers. And a, and a different yeah. different set of clothes. Yes. He talks I feel to, like it's, uh, is it just a new jacket or is it a whole new know. set of clothes? Because it I looks like know. just a jacket. It was so quick. Yeah, because he came home and remember JR was like, Daddy's going back to the hospital? Or was it Bobby? Right. I can't remember. One of them. But he talked to her in the JR from the bedroom because he looked out the window. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. he talked to her and she's asleep in the hospital bed and it's so sweet. Yeah. Well, maybe he it did. Is. Maybe it's he really did. Sweet. Maybe he didn't change his most of his clothes because maybe she didn't want to wake up because of the smell. So he didn't go home and shower. He put a little deodorant on and a new jacket and came back. <laughs> took took those little magazine things and just uh, the samples and just wiped them off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's just talking about like he's just pondering about how much he loves Ellie while she's sleeping, and it's just adorable. It really is. He did a good job. I will right. say that. Yeah. Then it cuts back to Pam at South Fork to talk to Sue Pam Ellen, and Sue which Ellen. is weird as shit. Well, there was there was something in there where Lucy didn't want to go to the hospital. Yeah, I said oh, Lucy yeah. being all weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Lucy's just sad. like avoiding Lucy the whole weird. situation. Also, she looks really glowy. Like she really looks did like the, she got like a. Weird. Did Later on, I even like, said her did, makeup and hair looks spectacular. Do you think the coloring yeah. in this episode was a little weird? It was different. It, it was. It was, it was different. They looked a little orangish, yellowish almost in their skin tone. It yeah. Seemed. I feel like that was maybe a choice. That was a 1979 choice, I think. I don't think. I, I don't it looked really it, like suntanned and glowy. I don't, I, don't, and, I don't think it flattered them too much. 
wasn't the, wasn't the, Charlene Tilton looked pretty good. Her, but you know, she did the whole episode. Her hair is beautiful. Yeah, but it was. It was Jock amazing. and later Dusty and Sue Ellen. They it didn't flatter them. I don't think, in my opinion, mm. it made them look a little weird, like real life Simpsons. Except almost. I think I think I think I later in this episode think that Sue Ellen is like really really pretty in the in the mm-hmm. scene, but. There's a couple. The, the longer the show goes on, the better the makeup gets, the better the clothes. I mean, everything. Yeah. They even her hair. Better like, people. Yeah. Like, Charlene Tilden's hair looks very, like, shiny. Like, one one part of this episode yeah. is the regular curly, and it's at the dinner table or breakfast. She's got the straight hair. She never has. And I'm jealous. It's called a budget. Yeah. <laughs> right. I know, so pretty. Good job, budget. Yes. So, Good job. The whole... Pam Sue Ellen talks. There's a lot here, man. It's a lot to unpack. It's this very just, odd to me. Uh, it's just where literally you, this is where we find out for sure that like Sue Ellen has bought in hook, line, and sinker to the, to just that. The, I'm a good, I'm sorry. I'm going to go off on the whole like patriarchal view that the women's only value is in currency is their sexuality to men. And uh, she's bought it. And doesn't realize that she's worth anything if she doesn't have that. And that is really sad to me. And Pam is just like, what? What are you talking about? Because Pam, I think, I mean, right. Pam was raised by her dad who was just like, you know, this Aunt Maggie, a working class guy and Aunt Maggie who were obviously not at all thinking that. And so Pam realized that she could use like her own talents to get ahead and be smart. And that's worth something. And, and, and so Pam can't even understand it. It's that versus Miss Texas where beauty beauty pageant was the way she was brought up. She said, JR fell in love with me because I was Miss Texas. Then you have Pam saying all the other stuff, but then, the kind of like breaker of this for me was like Pam is so pretty. You can be pretty to have brains too. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I'm saying like she's just saying like you, you know it's not about no. beauty. <laughs> <laughs> but let's be honest, Pam is pretty. So she I'm is. sure any guy that's ever asked her out has asked her out because she's pretty with her big boobies before mm-hmm. they knew her. Boobies. Right. It's true, right. and that, and that's and that's very sad to say. Right. I taught my right. daughter so differently. Like I hope that, that is not the case, but I know that in most times it is. Men mm-hmm. look at no offense, Josh. You women do do. You're sexually attracted to someone first by their looks. What was you that? Not mean right. to be, but you are. What was that? Right, right, what, was that what was that line on the Simpsons and Homer Simpson? Uh, I think he sees Carmen Electra and she goes, "Homer, my eyes are up here." And he goes, "I've made my choice." <laughs> yeah that's what i put sue ellen has the point but so does pam yeah they both right. do they, it they both have a point they're both they're both right and they're both i don't know it's it's just Period. like it right is the state Ellen's of the world <laughs> it's a touch they're of both right but they're also there's so much more i want sue ellen I want Sue Ellen to understand she has worth beyond that and she doesn't and that makes me sad and she, but, but she does grow. She does grow. Yeah, she does. Right, right, right. right. But right. at this point, she doesn't. You right. got to yeah. remember, too, that JR is also putting her down every opportunity he's getting, reminding of her that she's she property. Because he's possession? afraid of her realizing her own potential. Because he knows that she's more. Exactly. Jackass. Oh, yeah. He and that's the way he can control her. And he, if he wasn't afraid, he wouldn't be all up in her business. 
Yes. And like, who's she talking he, to? What's she doing? If he wasn't scared that she was going to go off and do something or else. Exactly. Because right. he understands that she's worth way more, but he mm-hmm. has such low self-esteem that that's the way he feels that he can keep her is by belittling her he and really, making her feel that he really way. He's, he he's taking out his own security insecurities on her. She yes. was insecure yes. as fuck. Yes. And never wanted anybody to see that. You know, who who does really? But mm-hmm. what do you do? You attack. You hurt them before they hurt you. Right. right, right, right. And, and, and that, there's a line that's going to come somewhere down the road. Do unto others before they do unto you. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and I also noted that Sue Ellen referred to Lucy as the child. Oh, yeah. The child doesn't like me. Oh, no. Yeah, you can right. tell when like, she is and you're like, distant or cold or detached when she refers to the child. It's like yeah. it's like an object. She does seem a detached. Child. Yeah, the child, the dog, yeah. the cat, the pet. Right. And she she's very detached yeah. at this point. Because and she also it says that back, all men are the same. Well, I, I was going to say it goes back to when she stood over. Be, little John's bed or crib and said, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not going to let anybody hurt me, not even you. And she right. just turned Yeah, cold. even you, three-day-old I mean, son of mine, which was like, what? You weird ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she afraid, says, all men are the baby. same because she has to believe that's true. Because she's like, Jock's the same as JR, as Bob. They're all the same. But she, And she has to believe that's true to survive, I think. Right. Even, even baby John, because he has a penis. Right. I think she, she has to believe that because if she doesn't believe that, it's going to make it so much harder for her. I wish they would have had a girl. I swear to this, to this day. Too. I wish. Because it would have been so much different if they would have had a girl. It would have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she would have. She would have turned out like Paige Matheson or not Landis. <laughs> or, yes. or maybe they had a girl first and then John Ross. I don't know. Right. It would have. It would have definitely lowered the stakes on everything. I think. Or hell, twins. Why not? I mean, it's like, it's fantasy. Why right? not a boy and a girl? Right. It's Dallas. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and then Jock has uh, a lot of guilt. Yeah, and just is like it should have been me. And I put down here, I'm seeing cycles like we talked about before. Like, I I don't know what it was about watching Jock talk talk to Miss Ellie, but it just kind of took me back to when Jr. was in that hospital room next to Sue Ellen. Like oh, you know, right. yeah. sitting there saying stuff yep. that they're not going to be able to hear necessarily, but just like yeah. blah, 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 because blah. then they feel safe putting their feelings out there because you know the person can't respond. I'm also drawing mm-hmm. comparisons to when Miss Sally had to watch you know, Jock in the hospital after his heart attack too. So mm-hmm. it's just the mm-hmm. shoes on the other foot. Mm-hmm. And, Luz- and you don't right, know right. that they can't hear you, right? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> Do your ball swing low? Do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's Linda laughing her head off in the bed. That was so funny. And Pam still couldn't. Uh, Pam still couldn't get Lucy to go to the hospital. It's more of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I this later. More of that splintered the in there too. At the end, I will talk about this. But they they put, they pop these little Lucy pieces in, and in the end, uh-huh. you know, Lucy and Ellie yeah, talk. Yeah, we do. You get the payoff. Lucy's a spoiled fucking bitch. That's what I'm going to say. Just we'll go to the next thing. I'm, I'm, it pisses yeah, me yeah. off, and I will tell you yeah. at the end. But you're, okay. you're, okay. Yeah, you're, you're building yeah. up for a payoff later is what. I mean, I, I swear to God, I want to fucking pull her Goldilocks out. 
let's just go. <laughs> Don't blame you. So, but yes, she. Let's just say that Lucy can't deal at this point. Yes. Yeah. Well. Oh God. Okay. So now, Har- now Harlan comes in with the with the results of all everything with the yes to John. No chemo, new radiation, no radiation. Good news. She was she all knew her news. own body. The self examination. Mm-hmm. You know, PSA, PSA. Concedes that she that's was right. That's, that's number one PSA, PSA right Fear there. Yes. Yep. So that, that that's that's enough. Right. That's enough for Jr. He's off to the office, and Sue Ellen's going to the payphone to call Dusty. And then Ellie wakes up, and Jock tells her she's going to be fine. And then he goes in for the kiss, and she pulls away. <gasps> Denied. Ooh. Denied. Did it just get subclimate cold in here? I think it did. She's feeling oh. sorry for herself right now. She can't. She is, it. and you know she has a she can she she, she has does. all right the now, rights yes. to feel sorry for herself. Yes. Yeah, every right right now. Yes. Yeah. And then you they... start to going into a little triangle here because you cut to always eavesdropping a forty-year-old no, triangle. Yeah, you cut to oh, you cut to Digger, Digger, generally very short stage concerned. Sorry, y'all. And I, I just want to throw this out there. I don't know who posted this episode to Amazon Prime, but it would start the scene for five seconds and then it would go to commercial. I saw that in the middle of the scene. Yes. And then start back at that. It, did so in the, it, did the whole it started in the middle of the opening credits. Yeah, it usually goes like a whole scene and then it, in that little changeover, it'll do it. This one is like in the, I noticed that today, in the middle of the scene. Exactly. It would cut. Oh, and it would come back. I was like, wait, what happened? Just Amazon, no. get it together. Oh, I'm still using my DVDs, y'all. I've been using my DVDs too because they look so <laughs> much better. I know, I need to do that. I haven't used a single DVD at all. Well, I've been trying to get use out of my DVDs. Oh, I did find my DVD player. Because there, okay. there were, there was, it may have been Dove Hunt on the DVD or some episode around there. It just completely froze. And, it, and the episode never oh, finished. Yeah, there were, some of my DVDs are starting to skip as time goes on. No, and I'm like. No, that, that was, that literally, it didn't skip. It just froze. Well, skip and freeze. Oh, wow. and, it, and, it, and it did it the very first time I played that episode. Did it ha- oh, so it wasn't a scratch or anything? No, it was a manufacturer error on a, a oh, whole lot of the DVDs sucks. that had come out. Lovely. I've only had one like that. Which makes me want to go get the Time Life one with the new. I'm so going to buy it, I think. I just keep, I keep telling myself no because I have all the other ones, but I want that. Mm-hmm. Well, now that I have this unemployment money coming in and I'm building up the bank account, now I, right. I, I could spend. Put it in your savings. I could spend, but I don't feel like spending anything right now. I feel like being cheap. And that's how we are right now. We're very cheap mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. We're yeah. going to dinner on Friday night and that's it. We don't do anything. I go out once, so once a week to buy groceries and then I go maybe, I've started going once in a blue moon. I haven't even left my town in the last two months. Pam and Cliff and Digger talking, blah, 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 blah. Cut to. Yes. We can't skip that because as you, as you were saying, Mary, right? Yes. Yeah, b- because... Digger basically admits to still being in love with Miss Sally. Yeah. Yeah. Which pa- I think is adorable. And Pam asks, I love it. really sweet. Did Digger ever love their mother? Oh, right. Yeah. And and he's kind of like, mm, I don't know. You well, know? doesn't Cliff say yes? No, he said he spoke with, uh, it's like he talks with about Ellie with like reverence and. 
He does. Because she's what could have been. And then, and then, so Pam's just kind of taken it aback. Like, what? Well, what about our mother? And then they're There's like, always well, the could have been. There's always, yeah. say, well, There's well, always well, here, the one that got away. Everybody says I that. swore in this situation, he was, he, uh, Cliff was like, oh, yeah, he, he loved mama. But that was like it. I think and so. Was he like, was just kind of like, yeah, but like not very convincing. You know, yeah, he, he loved her. Yeah, it, it was it was yeah, half, half it was half hearted. You know, right, right, right. Because that was a real relationship. You know, like mm-hmm. who he had with Pam's mom. That would have been like they had to go through real things, like like raising children and bills mm-hmm. and stuff. But when Dicker was with Miss Sally, they were teenagers, and so it was just like walks in the park, holding hands and like making out the barn, probably. You of, know, and of course. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, the extent of that. But we know that Pam and Cliff's mother disappeared at some point because she was raised with Aunt Maggie and there was no... Yeah, because we don't know much about that yet. Right. So obviously Digger would have reason to not speak of her so glowingly. Right, because because she's gone. We don't know why. We don't really know that backstory too much yet. Right. Right. It's coming. Hopefully hopefully it comes at some point because we, we need to know. We need to know what mm-hmm. what's going need, on. We need to know. Inquiring yeah, minds want to know. know. The people need to know. Yes. The plot thickens and then it twists. And then it twists True. and turns again. Yes. <laughs> because it's a, a nighttime soap opera. <laughs> yes. Yes. And Jock tries to explain about Amanda again. And well, Miss said, Ellie is just not playing. He is not playing. And right before that, he goes, you're alive. You're with me. And she goes, am I? Right. Am I? Am I with you? Am I really with you? Are you? And that's when I put shots fired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Jock puts off doing the trust fund. Uh, just leaving with jail. Yeah, I thought it was funny how insistent he was on that. All yeah. of a he's like, ah, I got time. Like that's you caused a whole stir for the last two episodes, mm-hmm. and now you're like, oh, it'll be okay. We'll just put it off for a little while. <laughs> Jock, right. that's like a, uh, we're gonna drill for oil here. We're gonna drill for oil here. We're gonna drill for dementia. oil here, and then no, we're we're not gonna put the well in there. No, forget about it. Mm-hmm. And I said, Ellie is getting a little paranoid slash cranky. I know that she has surgery, and I understand mm-hmm. what it was, but like about the, the minute, food? yeah, it's like she's getting like <laughs> paranoia. Like I don't know how to explain it. Like it's like cranky and. I get yeah. it. I get it. But she's not normally like that. So this was out of character she's for not. her. Right. The drugs have worn why. off and she's remembering she's usually, Amanda. Yeah. And she didn't look. Yeah. She didn't, and then she's just like, she doesn't like the chicken. She, which I she thought like was hilarious. She didn't like the watery soup either. Like, she, the watery soup. Because you're serving chicken to a cattle farmer? Yeah. She's <laughs> like, give me cake from South Fork. And the, the nurse is like, you're in the hospital, lady. You're not going to stay ranch, from South Cattle South ranchers don't do chicken. Settle down. Settle down. And then Digger <laughs> arrives with his wildflowers. <laughs> yes. I, I love this scene. She's so happy to see Digger. I know her, her expression when he walks in is totally different from when Doc walks out five minutes before. Uh-huh. I want to know if there were... It's like mm-hmm. a... After this, if there were any... Digger and Ellie shippers going on out there and say, screw Jock, that old brood. <laughs> I think I might have been a uh, one, honestly. Yeah. Well, until later scene where you're like, 
Oh, okay. But yeah. But at this scene, like you you get it. Like, and it's I think it's just like Ellie wanting to avoid reality where she's like thinking about this old boyfriend. Uh, so you see the young love. Yeah. The, the past, and you're thinking of like those good times, but you're not seeing reality because she's really not in a good place. So she's not seeing reality. She's right learned now. about jo- Jock's prior she- reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's that's happening. She's in a lot of pain. She's probably in a bunch of good medicine. And she's mm-hmm. just like thinking about like when she was 16 and, and dating Digger, you know, and she had no cares probably. She didn't right. really have any real worries. The only, the only worries were the drought, the cattle drought at South Fork. That's the all. Drought and lo- maybe losing South Fork. Right. But that's it. And she loves, she loves her wildflowers. She likes that difference because she's been given roses, probably like fancy roses for 40 years. But honestly, that's not the same as someone who went and picked flowers for you in a field. Unless you're going out and picking those roses yourself. Right, which Chuck is not. No. Because we don't, we don't see the thorn pricks on his fingers. No, Jock probably had someone bring those to the hospital for him to pay them there instead of stopping off at the florist on the way. Exactly. Exactly. And he wouldn't have picked them because he, he, he's, he's being a prick and he doesn't want to get pricked. With the little thorns. That wasn't a good one. (laughs) 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 We love you, Josh. (laughs) 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 And you notice he turned around at the sight of Digger in the room and walked away. Yeah, he did. He did. And he he did. He He was just like, oh, because he kind of realizes, like, I think normally, I think that's the thing. Normally he would interrupt them. But at that point he realized, like, he didn't have he didn't have that authority after all the Amanda shit he was like okay well I'm just gonna let him talk no but he played it off to her like I knew if I came in I would get frustrated and I would lose my temper and you've been sick I didn't want to upset you so that's not it he heard beginning of their conversation he was embarrassed and he was sad and he backed away he mm-hmm. backed down and let him finish yep. and leave and then slid and in d- and, that and, was and job told her she was still beautiful yep I know. Right. She wanted to hear that. That was a perfect time. She did. She was just like, oh, well, thank you. Do you think so? And he was like, of course I do, you know? No. Uh, but despite what Jock says, Ellie's still skeptical. And she said that he's, Digger was always honest with her, which is more than she can say for him. I mean, right. kind of, that was kind of like and he calls Digger. It was a low blow, but and he, it he was. fires yeah. back by calling Digger a blowhard, a liar, and a bull thrower. <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? What? That, that's that must be why I wrote shots fired. That must have been it right there. <laughs> it means he's throwing BS. Right, and he's like, I can't believe that you're defending Digger to me, and she's like, Fuck you, like. Digger's my ex-boyfriend. I'm sick. You're yeah. not. Shut Jock, up. Yeah, Jock, shut up. Jock, yeah. there's the door. Don't let it hit you on the way out. So. Yeah, and kicks yeah. him out of the room. I was like, oh shit, Ellie. And instead of Damn, saying this, to, instead of saying this to Jr. Mary, you say what to Jock? Fuck you, Jock. <laughs> right. Ellie does not have time to deal with your jealousy, your negative bullshit. Take that someplace else. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But the thing that got me is right after this scene, they just cut to them getting home. Two weeks later. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah. I was like, two fucking weeks. Now, I know this is 1979 and everything is a little bit more like touch and go. 
but two weeks is a long fucking time. I had my breasts cut off and I was home in two days, like off. Not my to me. I had a reduction, but. Oh, okay. I was like, what? Two days. <laughs> it wasn't even two days. It's like a day and a half. So did the, uh, like, the sort of the one that played Punky Brewster for yeah, real. Yeah. She got him. I, I know. Isn't that weird? Ooh, it's Punky mm-hmm. Brewster syndrome. So my thing is, it's like, that's like a lot of loss of blood. It was like a big, huge. Oh, that was probably besides my C-section. That was like my biggest surgery I've ever had. And I was home in a mm-hmm. day and a half. She was in the hospital for but two fucking years. 79 versus what year? I think in 79. But that's what they did. They I still had, had you stay in the hospital for a week when you were, had a baby in 79, I'm pretty okay, sure. I had it in, yeah, that's true. I had it in 2001. Because so this was, was before insurance companies were really getting involved in this bullshit. Because that's the reason that's you kicked true. out of the hospital. And I did not yeah, see any jello. I, I didn't so see any pain. hospital jello on Miss Ellie's tray. No, she had Hello, soup. She had soup. Oh, right. <laughs> We learned Lucy didn't visit her at the hospital, and she's still kind of sketchy again. Lucy's always sketchy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Lucy. Oh, oh Lucy. 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 Ellie's home. <laughs> Thank you. I was waiting for that. <laughs> two, two weeks have passed. Um, I really like Pam's outfit in this scene. I have that. And then it's, it's, it Bobby's half-open shirt. Is that where... Is this where like uh, Miss Ellie is upstairs with the girl? No, I'm I'm still downstairs where they've come in the house and they've all greeted her. And I even said Lucy's hair and makeup looks great right here when she comes. Okay. Bobby, Bobby, desk, Bobby has like a, has the half open shirt and Jared's wearing a suit. Bobby's shirt is more than halfway open. It's like seventeen. God damn it, Bobby! <laughs> he is like. Because then Sue Ellen goes upstairs and calls Dusty. Let me show you the hair show. Sue Ellen goes upstairs and calls Dusty from her bedroom. That was weird. They wants to meet at the Weggett Hotel or something uh, a couple days later. Regent. The Regent. The Regent, yeah. And later we find out. That's a little much for Sue Ellen. The way he said it, it sounded like he said Weggett. He said the Regent at 1 p.m. But you're there. Sue Ellen calls Dusty later. After the scene. <clears throat> You're right. She calls Dusty after uh, the scene with uh, Miss Elliot and the girls. Right. Which I don't understand yeah. at all because they didn't really even say anything. Like, what? really. The, the first call she made to him, they didn't really say much. This call, after right. she gets home, is whenever yeah. they say. So yeah, I was yeah. like, why is she calling him all the time? Because she likes him. It's almost like she's trying to get caught, though. She don't really know she's yeah. leading him on until after the region. Jared uh, could walk in at any time during that phone call. It's his bedroom, too. Yeah. Right. She, she's or not really good phone. with any of that stuff. I don't think she cares. No. She, she's no. never been that good. Remember when she used to call Cliff? She used to call Cliff, like, in the main phone in South Park. Yeah. Yeah. He's, the house well. he's doing the horizontal mambo with her sister, so she doesn't care. She already knows. Oh, no, I get it. I get it. But still. You're still in the family home. Yeah. Like, go yeah. to a payphone. Right. And if this was now, it would be pull out your cell phone and go hide somewhere. Get get a burner phone. Oh, burner phone. Don't yes. use your regular phone. Right. <laughs> in ca- in ca- <laughs> Not with me, because I look at the fucking cell phone bill every month. I will kill you. I'm Inspector Cash. Oh, I've, I, I don't I, ever. <laughs> don't well, ever that's why you get a burner phone. And I'm like, 
Don't ever fuck with me. I will find I've, out. I've, I I've heard stories about people who found out that their significant other was cheating because they went to pay the phone bill and all these calls were going, boop, 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 and you go, what the hell? Yeah, well, that's oh, pretty okay. easy to figure out. You right. can look up text and calls. Text? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can and see I- GPS if you share like an account. Like you can see GPS of where the other person's phone is. Oh, yeah. oh, Sarah. I don't really. I do it for the <laughs> no. I do it for the kids, but Scott is on there yeah. because when he used to work late nights, I would wake up at like two in the morning. He wasn't here, and I was scared, but he's still at work. But like, what if you had a wreck on the way home? Like, what if you know what I mean? Yeah. But as far as mm-hmm. like the numbers, oh yeah. If I don't recognize the number, I'm. I have another account that I pay for, like I'm his vendor gadget. I can tell you whoever's number you are calling and where they live, their address and their family members and attach numbers to their phone. I pay twenty dollars a month for that. I'm, I'm not I'm really sharing bad. a cell phone with you. Oh yeah. No thank you. <laughs> I'm a I'm his vendor gadget. I swear he calls you that. He's like, you're so funny. He goes, and who's Dr. Cla- who's Dr. Dr. Claw? Like, yes, who's Dr. Claude? Who's Dr. Claude? Who's Penny? Dr. Claw. I'll get you gadget next time. <laughs> Next time. Oh my God, I love that show. <laughs> You're younger too. I'm surprised that you know when, it. Yeah, well, maybe it was reruns. I don't know, but it probably I was. I used to watch it at 6.30 in the morning. Every in morning 19, we're in 1996, we were making a camp movie at my camp. And it was about who killed the camp director because uh, just had all these little things. It was Dr. And, Claw. No, we used the Inspector Gadget <laughs> theme in the movie. And while, we, while I was asleep in the middle of the night, somebody went upstairs in the office to where the editing room was they found the tape of the inspector gadget thing and they put it on loop on the pa system throughout the camp in the on middle the of the system. nights while we were all <laughs> sure. sleeping and the whole camp kept hearing the inspector gadget theme whoops <laughs> i'm lying <laughs> i'm lying in my bed and i'm like I am gonna. Like, I am gonna fuck? rip somebody's head off, and I am gonna roll it down the hill like a bowling ball. Oh man! So let's go to Bobby. Uh, upset that Alan Beam, the whole Alan Beam thing there. And I said, "Damn it, Bobby! Didn't you threaten that senator?" <laughs> I know. What the hell? We were supposed to threaten a senator down oh, in Austin. Are we just gonna skip over the theme, the scene with Ellie with the girls now? Because I feel like What's that's the scene with Ellie and the girls. There was no. I, mean, I don't have anything okay. for it. Yes, Ellie with What's Sue Ellen and Pam. Because Ellie acts as like, "Hey, I, I, I wouldn't mind company." And so Sue Ellen and Pam go up with Miss Ellie to the room, and that's where they ask her if she's going to have going to have reconstruction surgery. I and miss that completely. That scene was not on Amazon and she was Prime. Like, no, they what? cut, they cut it, out. it out. I totally oh, missed really? that. Totally cut out. Uh huh. Oh Whoa, my god! Yeah, no. Because I watched yeah, it on that's Prom crazy. Day, and that was completely cut yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. No, this is this is on the DVD. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, and that's I said I like said, outfit in the scene. Yeah, and that's why I said, is this Jr. and Suella's bedroom actually just with different <gasps> furniture? Did they reuse the set? Oh. That's where that was coming oh, from. Oh, see, okay, this is it. That's they crazy. That they cut out the scene. It was easier to. Yeah, I've never, that wow. was not on wow. There. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so she says that she hasn't decided that she if she's going to have reconstruction surgery. And Suellen asks if Jock has weighed in with his opinion, and and Miss Ellie's like, no. (laughs) Uh, They cut that entire thing out. And then Pam's, and then Pam can sense like, oh, okay, there's something wrong. And she she's like, oh, but he really loves you though. And um, the look that Suellen gives Pam. When Pam's reassuring Miss Ellie that Jock still loves her is just like 
she's an like um, like at a killer. Like, dude, See, that to me right seems like right an important now. scene. Why would they cut it? It is that pretty out? important. Yeah. Um, it's the shades of Cynthia Sidra going back in time, cutting out scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag truth. And I wrote that Pam says basically it's she's like Jesus fucking Christ, Pam. She's not sure about Jock loving her. Uh, not sure she'll ever be sure again. And Sue Ellen just kind of looks at at Pam and it's kind of like, see, I told you so. Like, it's all about having your boobs. That's all that matters. Mm -hmm. That was that scene. Titty pleasure, yes. Oh, God. (laughs) And then we go to the office. Now we're at the office where, damn it, Bobby, you should have threatened the senator. This whole scene bothers me. Yeah, that's annoying. Anything with Ellen Beam annoys me, I think. Well, it's just the fact that Doc takes JR's side every <clears throat> single time about business. He does. I, always. Every I, mean, I was time. surprised how straightforward JR was about, oh, yeah, we're bribing. Yeah, or, yeah, we're setting the whole thing. No, he totally told, he told him the whole thing. But he hasn't, did not decide to tell them about drilling for oil in Southeast Asia, which on the camp, on the, right. on the Doveheim. Jack was throwing around. Oh, that might be a good idea to get in with those Asians there. That wasn't a good. That was an in for Jared to go. Well, as a matter of fact, Daddy, it was an opening, and then he didn't take it, and now and it's now, like too late. I don't. I don't. And now when he's doing it. something underhanded, he tells his father and Bobby, and you know, Mister Morals is going to say, "No, I don't agree with that, Daddy." Well, you're part of the Ewing Oil Company, right. and this is what it's going to be. And Jock says, dude, twice. I can't stand that. I'm sorry. He's like, we'll get this dude out of office. Stop this dude. Stop I love when he it. says dude. I know. Yes. When um, JR, or when Jock stands up to Bobby and sides with JR, JR looks so goddamn smug. And I just want to oh, wipe yeah. that look off its face. And Bobby said he knew that Cliff's obviously is taking payoffs, he found out down in Austin. Yeah. Oh, right. And right. If, so Cliff is doing shit that's shady. If they take the high road, but then they ju- they justify it by going, "Oh, we know those committees. They take months for you know. We need to we need to do this now because we need to drill now because we can't make any uh-huh. money." And blah 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 blah. And Bobby says he wants no part and then of he it. Says he's a Ewing. Uh, and then John says bad. he's a Ewing, whether he likes it or not. And you're like, Ugh, whatever. Right now, I don't like it. Okay. Right. And it's like your view of being a Ewing is kind of questionable, Jack. So come on, man. It's, can, it's, it's like being a Ewing is when it's convenient and when it's right. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know yeah. what word I'm looking for. Just like it, when it benefits you guys and your shady deals, it's a good thing. Right. And then it's like, well, that's what being a Ewing is, and that's why we're doing it. And so it doesn't matter. And it's like, oh, that's such an excuse. Right. Gross. So Ellie is back at the head of the table at dinner. um, And she's kind of calling out all the weirdness at the table. And she's Mm -hmm. like, basically, like calling everyone out, like, what's this about? What's this about? And then when people start arguing, she just laughs and she's like, oh, now it's more normal. LOL. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I'm going to intentionally pick fights with everybody just to have some normalcy around here. Right, right. Because she's used to people just (laughs) arguing at the table and you're like, okay. And they're all tiptoeing around her. Yeah. Aren't they? I think that's probably what she doesn't like, the tiptoeing around her. I didn't like the fact that roast Mm -hmm. beef looked pretty rare and disgusting right in the middle of the table there. 
bloody on the plate now. <laughs> I didn't even notice. And then when some people like that, when when Miss Ellie asked yes. for the rolls to be passed, I'm hap- I have to wonder if did she get one to the yeah, forehead? Were, were these one of those scenes <laughs> where Patrick and Larry were throwing rolls at each other oh. before the camera was rolled? Probably. I mean, this episode also had them. Do you remember that blooper scene when they were in the hospital where one of them was in the wheelchair? And then the other three piled on top of them and they went towards the elevator like a train. Those are good times. Good times. Yeah, that one was hilarious. And the only reason I, I noticed that was because I think I remember that Victoria and Linda were wearing the same outfits that they were in that blue. And a lot of them saw. were from those early, oh. early seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wish there were bloopers from the later seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. The, the middle years. Yeah, like like the like eighty three to like eighty nine. You just want you want to see Priscilla get some bloopers. Yeah, maybe. Shut up, God. But she, I think she left in eighty eight. But still, what what happened to all that stuff? I mean, that it's gotta exist. I bet was, once the first blooper reel came out, they like kept the rest under wraps. I just remember watching TV's bloopers and practical jokes every time it was on and just every time hoping that there was a Dallas one and there never was. There never yeah. was. And it seems like there should have been, you know, because that was the perfect I show know. for it. I've only seen the bloopers go up to like 1982, yeah. ish Yeah, mm-hmm. because somebody had extremely short hair in one of them. And I'm not going to say who. And I, I will say that it was either <laughs> that it was either a male or a female. It was a female. My personal opinion <laughs> is that the best years of Dallas are probably 81 to 87 or 8. I agree. I think that's their golden years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my yeah. personal opinion. Doesn't have to reflect no. any. My personal opinion does For not real. reflect the Ewing Barbecue <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I, I want to mention this particular scene that we go to, and it's one that yeah. Charlene Tilton talked about yesterday in the. Just talked about yesterday. Which we yes. did not discuss at the uh, top of this uh, podcast, the reunion yesterday. We did. So we'll, we'll just do a, yeah. li- we'll do well, a little we, bit at the end. At the end. All right. So Ellie's going through her clothes. At post mastectomy, no dialogue, and just as looking Charlene at said. no. There's absolutely no dialogue in this scene. She doesn't and need any. It doesn't need any. It's amazing. Just her like looking through her clothes, and nothing's gonna fit her right because it's all all women's clothes are made for breasts. And I know this is a really big thing. I have friends who have had mastectomies and it just, ugh, just her going through, it's just heartbreaking watching her like try to find one of her favorite outfits and they're all not going to fit right. And uh, it's heartbreaking. And then she's on the floor crying. And I can yeah. see why Charlene was just so speechless. I just, you know, about the whole, just the whole, yeah, and then right because yeah, because Job right. comes in, and then he and he's trying to reassure her. He's like, and he's saying all the things that I think 
when I watched this, like, I think I probably would have wanted her to hear, like, it doesn't matter. Like you are, I still find you beautiful. Like you're amazing. And it's okay. It's okay. It does like, this doesn't matter. And then she counters with like, why doesn't it matter? Like this was He talks about an arm and a leg and she says, it's not an arm or a leg. It's her breast. And she cries that she's deformed. Right. Because we've never seen her this vulnerable and sad. I don't think. No, I never. Because, because you know, Miss Ellis, she's not going to let herself be this way unless Mm -hmm. she is at the bottom. Yeah, it made me sad. Yeah, and that's and it. Really, is that thing where I feel like, as an audience, maybe we weren't supposed to see Miss Ellie as a sexual being, and. No, d- d- she Barbara Bel Getty is, is is showing us like I and she's like yelling it. She's like, I am a sexual being. Like these were my breasts. This was my thing, and I don't have that. And why doesn't it and matter? The audience right. wouldn't expect that because does no. anyone think of their grandparents as sexual beings? No. 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 But also Barbara Bel Getty's was fifty seven years old. Mm-hmm. She wasn't even that old at this point, but we're viewing her as this old woman, but she's not even. She's 57. Right. Yeah. It's it's crazy because in this episode, she was a year younger than my mom is now. And I just, my mom, I don't want to think about, you never want to think about your parents like that. But yeah, I mean, I can see how yeah. it would be kind of devastating for her. Yeah. Like when my grandmother had a mastectomy, she, she didn't have reconstruction done. She had a prosthesis put in her bra and we named it Betty. (laughs) Betty, instead of Betty Boop, it was Betty Boob. (laughs) Betty Boob. (laughs) Betty Boob, Boob, yeah. (laughs) But, you know, she had to make light of it. But she was just like, you know what, I'm, when was this? She and my grandfather, my grandfather was still alive. He was alive for like three more years. She's like, whatever, he doesn't care. I don't need it rebuilt. Whatever. But everybody's different. But she, being so much younger, it's still, yeah, that's still a thing. Like, oh, my God, I'm still a a woman. We're still, if she's having that much of an issue with it, I'm not saying it's not an issue. But if she's, like, that upset and that, oh, my God, I'm deformed, you know, Uh that means she and Jock are still She's oh, they're doing. They're totally they're doing still it. Still doing it, but they're still doing it all hey, the time. If Patricia's, if Patricia's doing, yeah. if Patricia's doing you know what, it, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> if Patricia's doing it, Jack and Ellie are doing it. They're all doing it. But they're all doing it. Basically, right. she's she's so worried that except, he's except Digger, like, he's not doing like, it. Oh my god, he's. <laughs> No, Digger no. wishes he's doing it with Miss Ellie, but he's not. Yeah, so she's worried that like Digger's not gonna or not Digger. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Ellie's worried. Wow. Okay, Miss Ellie's worried that Jock isn't going to be sexually attracted to her anymore because she's missing one of her breasts. And and Jock is like, uh, no, I wasn't even thinking that. And then she's kind of almost like mad at him, like, why weren't you thinking of that? And then he has to be like, but I, like, because I, I love you. I know more he's than that. Saying to me. What he's supposed to say, but <laughs> yeah, and that's what I said. He's trying hard, Ellie. <laughs> he is, she's but trying. she's so she's just feeling awful about herself. No, that's 1979. You flash forward nowadays, and you have people like Christina Applegate, yeah. who oh, she found out she had she had it, or she may have had the gene, and she just went in and said, "Take him off." Angelina Take him Jolie. Off. I, I think- would have too. 
Both did of Christina them? Applegate did that too? I thought that was no, Christina Applegate. Jolie. Take him off. I think she, she did too. It's just a change in right. the mentality. It's like that between between that and dying. Yeah, I will take my yeah. boobs being gone. Thanks. And now you can yeah. get cool yeah. tattoos and stuff in place of it. So whatever. I know. Well, ins- insurance covers reconstruction now. They cover implants or you know using your That's own awesome. body fat to rebuild them. The tattoos. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, girl, they will take they will that's, they will take this <laughs> and they that's will reshape it into a boob. A friend of mine, um, that's what she did. She had to go to a specialty clinic in Texas, I think. Yeah. And she had her that. she had her own body fat put into the reconstruction. So if they of have an ample derriere, so it's normal they tissue can have because it right. No, not off like the that. derriere. Oh. Off my stomach. stomach. My hand. <laughs> For sure. Like I would take I'm it like, from my stomach. Yeah. Yeah. I would take it from right here in my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to take it from the derriere because then you could fart out of your boot. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> no. So we cut to. Digger calls Ellie to meet at Curtis Park. Yeah. Which the whole thing was kind of sweet, kind of blah, blah, blah. It well, on, uh, she. I thought. They just had the phone call and then we went to Dusty and his long scarf in the hotel room that's true and i felt like the call loves and scarves miss ellie and um digger reminded me of the call i felt like there was a like weird parallel between miss ellie and digger and sue ellen and dusty in this episode yeah hmm. meeting mm-hmm. I, didn't even think hmm. about I, that. I was just thinking about the, the nice parallel i was just thinking about the her being warmer to Digger because he's telling her she's still beautiful and Jock being, oh, Digger's a blowhard and all. And she know. was. That's where I was. That's She, she was, was, but she even says at the park, you made me realize everything. Like, Right. Because she she's looking for nostalgia. Like her nostalgia of their relationship is strong. She, she remembers all those good memories, but then she realizes like that's not reality. That's not day-to-day life. And thank you, Digger, because Digger start that whole thing about he has that speech about power and how Jack stole everything. And the everything look on her face was like, wah, wah, bah, 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 bah. Right. Wah, wah, wah. But he, he, he was like, what did I but say? He, but he did like, bring a wild well, he did bring a flowers, but like, right. look, you're gonna you're gonna come meet with me. We're gonna go walk in a park, and then you're gonna start sit. You're gonna sit there, and you're gonna just like bash my husband, who I'm already trying really hard no, to be I, mad at, I, <laughs> and blame him, know? and say that he wishes blame he had him. everything that they had, and that's not what Miss Ellie well, wants. I have a question. I have a question about Miss Ellie. Yes, we saw she had her arm yeah. at her side because of the surgery, obviously because it was mm-hmm. like this. Does this affect her ability to drive? I mean, how did she get into town at this point? Oh, that's a good was point. She, was she drive your left hand? Or did or she right take hand. a cab? Or uh, you know, we don't. I bet she was driven. I mean, South Park has all those right people. Pam, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, oh, Pam no, no, would no, no, not no, have no, been no, cool no, with no, Digger no, and her no, meeting. Pam, no, oh. no. Oh no, not Pam. No, she would. She probably no. took a cab. She probably took a cab. She doesn't want anybody to know. She took a cab. Sue Ellen would, Sue Ellen would drive her in yeah. her stupid wagon and drop her, say, you, <laughs> yeah, you, wagon. You, you, you go <laughs> yeah. get some skin from Digger, and I'm going to go get some skin from Dusty, and uh, we won't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're, but we have to cut hard. back to that scene with Dusty, because that came right, right before. Yes. Dusty in and her, Swellen. In his scarf, which should rival JR's ascots. 
Yeah. Great. <laughs> maybe that's what Sue Ellen likes, you know? She likes a well, scarf he, and an she, ascot. Maybe. I mean, you can like yank on that shit when you're getting real. Oh, that's true. <laughs> well, he was calling down to the he was calling down to the front desk to see if anybody had come yet. And then she I might have to invest in some ascots. Like, okay. And she's so excited, or he's so excited when she knocks on the door. He's like, but then she leads with, I sat in my car for a very long time. Okay, I get yeah. it. She's having second thought. She's sitting there. But then you tell him that. Is she playing hard to get? Or is she just still kind of... Because I think... Here's what, here's the thing. She's more innocent think. than that. I think that she just likes him. And I think she just wants to literally hang out with him and get to know him as a person. Like, she wants to go see a movie with him. And, like, Before they. take a walk at a park. And, and, right. and Dusty's like... I'm ready for oral sex right now. And, and yeah, do you know, okay, how, many, do you know how many ways that ascot can that point, yeah. uh, that, that, that scarf can be used in the bedroom? Could be used in so I'm many ways. Have to invest yeah, in scarves right. and ascots. Ooh. Well, doesn't he turn Swellen right back just around? wants to hang out, man. She wants to get but, a hamburger with him. But doesn't no. he turn right back around and say like, "Well, he something about like he's not going to rush her or he's trying not to rush her." Out. Right, right. right. And and I think he's been, so she came to his hotel. And she room. tells him that True. she's an alcoholic and the, about the accident and the child. Right. She may maybe, be yes. an alcoholic. That's what she says. I may be an alcoholic. She's not I sure. Maybe an alcoholic. And I know. I know that no does not mean yes, Bill Cosby. I know that. You put the roofies in the pudding. The pudding his, <laughs> there it goes. There it goes. Yes. But I do know that. I think he expected more when she got there. But on the phone, I, she still said, oh, a hotel. I just don't know about that. So she was already right. saying, I will give her that. Right. But she I went. think that's the thing. It's like, I just think that she, Sue Ellen wanted something more innocent. She wanted to go a little more slow. And Dusty was trying, he was trying to give that to her. He, he realized right. that. And he's like, okay, I'm going to try to give you the point. But he just really, really wanted to fuck her. He really did. Yeah. And, and he was just giving that one last like, ditch effort. <laughs> And she was just like, okay, I really like you, so I'm going to meet you, but I'm telling you, I'm not ready yeah. for that yet. Like, I literally, let's let's sit down and watch the Thornbirds together, you know? The Thornbirds? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. God, I haven't thought of that in years. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, uh, okay, we'll try, but Can I don't know. Um, I don't but know. he's very rich, sweet Rich, ma rich he man, poor sweet. man, is, and the Thornbirds really roots. Right. Exactly. He yeah. does take a cold shower in a few minutes. Yeah, exactly. I also know. Yeah, yeah. And I also so noted the trying. lighting in this scene was. It just made the. It just okay, made their the complexion look a little off to me. Uh, it just. Yeah, maybe. But uh, he also talked about yeah. using his money because he wants her, and she her lifestyle is important to her. Which. Right. Which it always right. goes back to her and having okay. the privileges of being the Ewing, but not wanting to be mm -hmm. a Ewing. Because this is the first time we see Dusty in like a suit, and he's in like a shiny suit. Like it is so shiny, and and she's really confused by that because she's like, "I thought you walked away from all this shiny suit." Like, I kind of liked you when you were rugged and stuff. Oh, he exactly. was exactly. Cowboy. He had the sex scarf. Mm -hmm. He did. He did. The bondage and scarf. Then, and then she's like, "I thought that this." She's taken aback by that. She's like, "I didn't. I thought you walked away from this." And he's like, "I did until now because I realized you need money, and so I'm I'm not walking away from it because of you." And, and she's like, "Ooh, uh, damn." <laughs> 
Nobody's ever said it to me before. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I, right. I need money, sure. <laughs> yeah, no. And then, okay. But then she actually tells him her boundaries. She's like, okay, c- cool story, bro. But, okay, I know you told me last episode that you would give me boundaries. So I'm going to tell you I have boundaries and I'm going to take one step, which means I'm not fucking you in this hotel room. She said she wanted to see how far she could go outside of her comfort zone, yes. which is very, I yes. think that was a very big step for her. It was. As a character, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. She wasn't impulsive, Sue Ellen. She wasn't. And she wasn't just doing it because she thought she should, you know? Right. Because I think she would have in the past, like, oh, I'm supposed to have sex with him, so I will. Right. But she didn't. She stood up for herself. But she knew she wasn't ready. And I'm proud of her. Me too. Yes. Sue Ellen got balls. <laughs> And then we right. have the whole scene with Miss Ellie and Digger. And now we, then we come to yeah, and Digger. I just put default boring brown face. <laughs> then we have Ray them. with Bobby and Jock drives mm-hmm. out in that weird little jeepy thingy with no. It yeah. was a brown guy yeah. without back. I said, "What the fuck oh. kind of convertible shit is that?" <laughs> it's, a, it's a '78 Bronco without the back on oh. the back. Yeah. Wow! I was okay. wondering if that was. The Bronco. I just happened to know because that's the car. It's not OJ's Bronco. It's Jog's Bronco. No, but it was weird seeing him drive that first of all, and it was very odd how he was like in a car. I want to talk. I want to talk about the speed orders. And he was like, "I think Ray can handle that." I'm like, "Oh, you know, it's kind of an ass thing to say." It's 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 basically gruff. Jock does not know how to say, "I need to talk to somebody about this problem," and share what's on his mind. He needs to maintain his gruff exterior. Because he doesn't want to show vulnerability. He does, and, and, especially in front of Ray, yeah. who's who's just a ranch hand at this, you know, running just just, just a ranch hand running the right. ranch there, and you know, at, at one point mm-hmm. sleeping with his niece, uh, granddaughter, or fucking weird. Just wait, listeners. But, um, <laughs> you know, sleeping with his boss's granddaughter in the thing there, but um. That's what you should have led with, Josh. And Bobby, yes. Bobby goes, <laughs> Chuck. You know, Bobby Bobby's said, like, Daddy, 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 Daddy. He's like going on about the o, uh, Cliff and the OLM. Chuck's like, I don't give a damn about Cliff and the OLM. And then he co- brings up the whole thing with Ellie and the. He says the only one he can think of to talk to, which is right. sweet. Right. Because he, he didn't know how to say, I need someone to talk to. So he did it in his own gruff way. And then, oh, it was actually pretty sweet. He's showing some vulnerability. And, he like, right. had and someone to talk to. Yeah. It goes back to me, back to the office where you see JR is being underhanded. Bobby has integrity and honesty. And when Jock needs somebody to talk to about being vulnerable, he's not going to go to the underhanded person. He's going to go to the one who's above board and honest. Oh. Yep, you're right. Because, yep, but he backs the asshole in the right. office. But <laughs> when Jr. had the opportunity, when they were on the dove hunt, and Jock got shot, and was told about Amanda, and he was asked to set up that trust fund, he dropped the ball. So that loses basically loses points with Jock in the who am I going to go to when I need to talk about something honest department. Yeah. For sure. So this this part creeps me out. It cuts to Ellie, right? Oh yes, we've been right. building up to this moment. Yeah, I got lots of about this. It cuts to Ellie 
calling Lucy downstairs. Lucy's scared. You can tell that she's scared. She's questions. And blah, it's, the, blah, blah. it's the first time they're but, in a room alone together as we've that right. we've seen. And it's Lucy's looking for any way to get out of right. there and get back upstairs because she wants to study. Exactly. Yeah, right, study. <laughs> then, but then Ellie has that long, like, sweet talk with her and, like, reassures her everything's okay. And then Lucy's like, but I can get it. It's genetic. And I'm like, you are a fucking selfish brat. Thank that, you. Okay, because I was like, she said it more than once. And I know that was, like, part of, like, the, like, scenario because then it was, like, a teaching moment, like, well, but I'm alive because I did self-examinations and blah, 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 blah. Like, I get it, but she is the biggest right. she's thinking. she's thinking about, mm-hmm. why, why can this happen Herself. to me? And Ellie, Ellie stops her dead in her tracks and goes, why, why me? Yeah. But Ellie's, like, having this, like, long, drawn-out, like, are you okay? This is what And then Lisa's like, I can get it. I was like, you selfish right. brat. I mean, she's such yeah. a fucking brat. She, she, she is very, very self-centered and selfish in that's, that's this what I scene. Said, I get that she's scared, but then she like oversteps right. it, oversteps mm-hmm. it right. bad. Because so, that's how she. It, that's her character. She really just. It's how mm-hmm. it affects her. And what didn't they? One of them said something about what? You, why do you hate me or something no, like that? No, Ellie said, "Why haven't you talked to me since she you asked if she? She does like ask that. if she hates her or something like that, and." Yeah, and then yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah, does. That bothered me. I was like, "What the fuck? Where'd that then, come from?" And then she's basically like, "Like you, like you're uh, uh, upset with me." And then she's like, "I'm not." And then she's like, "Yes, I am. I'm upset with you for being sick." Whoa! Yeah, I can control <laughs> that. Yeah, you that's, know? that's like we were yeah. all kind of like, "Grow up, you selfish." That's what I said, "Grow up." That's what I'm talking about. Because grow up. She's not twelve. You know, I think emotionally she might be 12, but she's supposed to be like 20 at this point. So she needs to step it up a little bit. She's also, you know, teenagers and young people think that the world revolves around them and everything is about them. And she thinks, you know, at that age, you think nothing's ever going to happen to you. But then when something happens, now she's thinking she's taking someone else's problem and making it about herself. Because... That's how they are at that age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's, that's it. She flipped it around. Wait, she's like, this is genetic. Because my grandma has it, that means I could get it, and I could die, and I could have my breast cut off. And then she's like, that's awful, not even thinking that it's awful for Ellie. And then Ellie's basically right. like, well, you're not seeing me as a sexual being. And yeah, I don't yeah, want to see my grandmother as a sexual me. being. <laughs> Right, and she even says, but she says, but I'm alive because of like my self examinations. It's like a teaching moment. It's like a it, it's, PSA. It is it's a the after school it's special the part of the episode, special. yes. But Lucy still doesn't get it. She's like, but how do I deal with the pain? How do I deal with the thought of having this? I'm like, oh my God, you get the fuck over it. You're 17 years old, get the fuck over it. Right. That's what you do. Like, you have your grandmother's alive. The the overall message is good though because the, I think the overall message was like because you're scared of it don't avoid because honestly I have friends who like have avoided get, going to get like public exams and that whole thing oh, because have. they're oh, yes. Uh, oh yes because God, they're don't because they're afraid of finding out. Uh, what's going to happen? They're like so afraid of finding out. Like they never get exams for anything. And that's really... I eventually do, but not, I do avoid them forever. It's dangerous. important to do that. And so it's it's really dangerous. So I think the, the message was important. And, and some people are so much. 
self-conscious about themselves and their bodies that they think other people are going to snicker behind their back about, oh, I, I this. And you, you need to right. push that right. aside. And, but I think other than the teaching stuff about this, I think that it was about Ellie showing us that she was not just a mom and a grandmother. She was a wife. She, mm-hmm. she She's a wife. She's she a woman. She has a husband. She still wants to be attractive. I mean, right. shit, I'm 41, but and I know I'm never going to be a playboy. But I still want, exactly, I still want to be attractive. Like, I still want my husband to want me. Right. Oh, Jesus. Ellie wants to get some and, and feel hot. Right. She exactly. does. And, and she and deserves that. And I have a wondering eye. That's what she right. wants. Yeah. And he, she, so, hats she, off to you, Miss Ellie. She, she now knows Jock had a first wife. She went through that whole experience where he was spending time with Julie Gray. God so she knows uh-huh. that. And various uh, other women through the years that, that, they yeah, can that, do that. happened off, off screen. You know, was, Let's drink to Miss Ellie. Miss Ellie and Queen Barbara Bel Geddes for portraying her. It just coincidentally, one day after Charlene Tilton talked about this episode, we. I was so excited when she talked about this episode. I wanted yesterday. to go into the comments and go. I was. We're talking about that. Uh, I know. Like we're just, I know. But uh, <laughs> oh, and we didn't even. We did not. Did we drink to her wordlessly emoting in that scene? No, I have written down too. There we go. Drink. Oh, some manischewitz. So I'm going to do four point seven bourbons and some wildflowers. I am going to give it a four point five. And a dusty in a Suella in a romp in a hotel. <laughs> Wish. Okay. A romp in a hotel. Okay. Okay. Wish, but um, it didn't happen. I'm going to go so. four eight mm. and a bowl of watery soup. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm going to do four or five and uh, Dusty's sex scarf. <laughs> oh, damn it. I shouldn't have said that one. Damn it. The bondage scarf. We are we're close. We are close. The, the bondage scarf. The bondage scarf. The sex oh, romp. The sex romp and the... Uh, yes. So <laughs> ye- yes, yeah. All right. Yesterday, so y'all talk about yesterday. Uh, Wizard World, yeah, hosted a. Oh, they're doing a lot of these things. We had stars in the house a few weeks ago, and you know the first stars in the house had Patrick, Linda, Charlene, Steve, and Patrick had poor Wi-Fi. Um, but yesterday, Wizard World yeah. did something interesting. They had the four of them, and one of Melanie's favorite people josh henderson what they were doing is they did about <laughs> they did about 50 minutes or so of q a and talking and mm-hmm. sharing stories and then after that they were doing for 65 bucks you could do a two-minute chat with a with a different Two person. And someone posted that they had a chat with uh, Linda and Patrick at the same time. And it went over, it went over and the moderator wow. came in and Linda said, we're going to finish this conversation before she let them go. So, um, nice. Yeah. And he was blown away. This person that posted was blown away with just how they were nervous, but they were blown away with just how normal and down to earth they are. And yeah. then they were doing, yeah. uh, then they were doing recorded messages and autographs that they were would be sending out. But um, thoughts on the? Did everybody watch? First of all, did did you all? 
Uh-huh. I didn't. Yeah. I did. I did, but not all of it. It was very spotty uh-huh. what I watched. I watched it all except for the first ten minutes, just because it it, it was early here on the West Coast, so it started at two p.m. here. So I just. I, uh, until I got the message from you guys that it was starting, I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. So then I, so I, I watched all but the first ten minutes. But it was really cool. They they said a lot of really cool stories, and I really liked um, as as much as I love to see, you know, the the four we usually see. It is it was great to see Josh Henderson with them because it's kind of right. just cool other people as well. It makes and me think he something is so it. appreciative. Yeah. And he, he just, is. He, yeah. He, he, he always gets very appreciative. He gets it. Mm-hmm. And I remember him saying something in some interview about how when he met Leary and they were like kind of, he invited him to his home. Yeah, and there, there were Larry pictures Hammond of the, the cast like dinners. Yeah. Talked about, yeah, and he's like, he basically kind of described everything to me showed everything and then when they were like you know filming he said he was just kind of like a backbone like he explained stuff and i think you know josh was not born when that show started like he wasn't on yeah he wasn't on that show right he he just he just turned 39 you know i mean he was was 38 39 he's born in 89 81. No, 81. 81. Yeah, I was 81. Uh, October okay. 25th but of still, 81. He was yeah. way younger. Okay. So, but that oh, was, then. yeah, born. So, yeah, he probably didn't know. His, but his, he watched it with his mima, like which school. is his grandmother. Okay. His mother. So, it's kind of like, you know, he said that Larry, like, and everybody, but he said Larry really took to him and, like, mm-hmm. you can just tell he was, he was anxious to, to, learn the role and to figure everything out. And, and he said, Lear was very and that, gracious. The whole and that time. moment in Cowboy Everybody Stadium was. where he's standing in the middle of the field and he's like, Oh my God, this is really happening. It was, I, I felt goosebumps yeah. for him at that point when he was telling that story. And, Me too. and he I mentioned that there were right. pictures that his mother pulled out of him as, when he was like two and a half years old at South Fork. And how Matt, how Fork, there is something, cool. he's talked about how there's something that. about South Fork that just, some energy yeah, there. And I, and I, I remember it in 2008, yeah, when, uh, yeah. the first time I was ever there, the 30th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And I was walking back from the, okay. the ballroom area across the thing, and I'm walking behind Audrey Landers, and I'm going, I grew up watching these people walk all over this place and here i am Audrey landers is like two feet in front of me and we're walking back to the main house together and i'm going oh this is this is this this is my big big memory from that was uh i had walked out i think i'm not sure if you were there sarah will and i walked way out in the field with our that was at the end that was at the end yeah yeah. yeah. And I was walking back towards the house and they started playing the Dallas theme song <laughs> as I was walking back towards the house. And I think they had some lights on the house or something. Yeah. And I, and I was just like walking towards the house with my glass of bourbon as this Dallas theme song is playing and the lights are going on the house. And I was just, and it was a really like breaking the fourth wall moment for me. Mm-hmm. So that was, that, that was your moment. Like I had walking behind Audrey, just kind of feeling like, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's my moment. 
from there. And mine was when we were, we were pissed off about not having a table we were supposed to. Yeah. So we had just met Mary and Will and Steve. And it was me and my friend, Aaron. So we were kind of taking turns on like, who kind of held our spot and they brought our table. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to go and get a drink. So I went and got me and Aaron a drink. I'm walking over and that's whatever I'm behind Susan Howard. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't want to be like that fan. It's like tapping on the shoulder. I just kind of stood there and she turned around <laughs> and she's like a bodyguard over here. But then like nobody else. And she just was like, nobody was bothering her. Like it was weird. And she kind of, I was like, hi. And I was like, <laughs> nice to meet you. It was, the, it was I was the biggest weirdo fan. And she no, was like, you are not sure the name. Name. Melody, do you have a story she for us about something? <laughs> and then she gave me a hug and I was like, I love you, Donna. Like, I just came out. I was such a, I was a fucking awful, weird fan. Uh, Cut that. Awesome. But you know what I mean, Graham, too. The very first interview that Josh let me do, like, lead, was with Linda and I stammered. Aren't you glad I was there to help you? I was so nervous. (laughs) But why? Because Linda was it in person? No, it was, we were over Skype. It was all audio. And I was just like, "Uh, uh, uh, uh." she was, she was very sweet. And it was obvious I had never done it before. But I was just, I was like afraid of saying the wrong thing or no, everybody says she's so gracious and nice and she is, but I'm just like, she, she has to be that way though. <laughs> Too bad I've never yeah. met her. I love her. So uh, back, back to the wizard world a little bit. Um, it was interesting to see Charlene's reaction to a couple of the stories, like the one where it was prompted actually by when I asked them to ask about Howard Keel and stuff like that. And she was telling the story about how Howard Keel shot on the same soundstage. And Char, Char, yeah, 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 that was Linda, but, but Charlene's reaction to like, Charlene's reaction. She was like, which was the same one she gave when Patrick told about how Larry used to drink at his parents' bar before they even met. And she had that same jaw-dropping moment. Wait, That's nuts. What, like, what are the chances of that? Because wasn't it yeah. in, like, Montana? Like, how yeah. did that happen? He had met Patrick's parents years before what they ever, the before he and Patrick ever met. And he drank that, at their bar. Shit now, is pre-divine, That's what Patrick guys. said. I it is. So you can't convince me it's not. You, you can't right. convince me it's not. And then Josh brought too. up some... Some, you know, they're open to getting back together again and doing something if the cards fall, right? So, And we're going right. to push it to no extent. We'll just throw something up there and see if people want them back as a wrap-up movie, as a mini-series, as leave it alone, as just just to get just to get people's feedback and well they can only think of maybe like two people in the world that would say leave it alone and i don't want to know what i want to say 
I know, I know of, of at least two. One of them comes out on social media every chance they get and is like, no, leave it alone. Blah, 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 blah. The original was, I mean, seriously, it's almost like this person copies and pastes the same paragraph over and over. Yeah. And it's annoying. The original was great. I hated the ending. The new series yeah. was great. And I hated the fucking ending. So it's kind of like, <laughs> let's just finish this fucking shit up. So here's you know, my, I, my idea. Downers. Is, Never camp. My idea is to have like a little continuation so we see what's happening in present day with mm-hmm. that's a little bit like Dallas earlier's that flashes back to the story from the like middle the, years. The, the middle years, the 60s, right. 60s through the 70s, the early 70s. And so but, we're seeing what's happening now combined with it's a little bit like if anyone watches it, Better Call Saul. Which was the spinoff of Breaking Bad? They're about Bad. to go in their yeah. final season, yeah. right? I think well, it's maybe, a really, like, really. They're about to do their final the season. Middle years, could... their next season. Yeah, they're, they're ne- their next to... season's yes. the last one. Yeah, and it's so good. It's so okay. so well done, and I think something like this could be very similarly done well. So maybe middle years could start off like the first episode could be Jr. and Sullen's wedding. Even before that. Or even you before that, there, where they're where I they're w- meeting, like I think I we should start like an early six. No, what they're I want to see them around the time Kennedy was assassinated because he was in Dallas. Oh. Yes, that's oh, honestly yeah. that's, 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 that's I would love it. I would love it to start in like early early sixty three. And then he was assassinated, and okay. obviously November of sixty three. So it's like a little bit of the. November I stood out in the street on the we were. It was so mm-hmm. emotional. It was so yeah, I me too. It was so emotional. I Way more emotional than I thought it was going to be. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I would love so, I would love that whole thing. Just how the family reacts to that. Yeah. Just, you see Ray, yeah, Ray arriving at South Fork at 15 years old. Uh, you know. Yes. Yes. Ooh, Ray arriving. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. And I just wonder, like, in the years that have passed since, you know, on the show, like, since JR's died and, you know, we've we've had these deaths and stuff, um, people may be feeling nostalgic, flashing back, yep. giving yeah. them an opportunity, remembering yep. how things were and kind of yes. cherishing life yep. that remains. <laughs> you know, we forgot mm-hmm. the most important thing, though. We're talking about, like, Sue Ellen and JR getting married and all that. We forgot... If we flash back to that time frame, we're going to see Bobby as a gigolo. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Well, because we're going to see Bobby. The, well, first we're going to see Bobby. The man about town. Maybe. First we're going to see him with Jenna, and then he's going to see, because he was with Jenna since he was a little boy, and then we're going to see Jenna, like, leave him, and then he's going to flip the fuck right. out and become a gigolo. Right. Exactly. <laughs> See, mm-hmm. we're gonna see all this stuff that's been described. We're gonna see all that, and it's gonna be so amazing. And then you can combine that with what's happening present day with John Ross and Christopher and Bobby and Sue Ellen, and you can have like parallel storylines. Obviously, prompts the Jenna mm-hmm. flashbacks. Lucas, uh, Wayne, they gotta bring yes. Lucas in. They gotta bring Charlie back. They gotta bring Jenna yes, back. They have because to do all that. so all of it. Sign me so the fuck we'll, up. No. we'll post something just to get feedback about what people think should happen because there mm-hmm. is interest. There's also been, as we've noted, in the, some sporadic activity on the Dallas Facebook page that it was from the 
And yeah, what's that about? The, I know there's the talk of how the Netflix and they you can't have the streaming because the international deals, but Warner Brothers owns HBO Max, <sighs> which is their own streaming service, so they can right. keep it all in house, like they did with TNT. Like they did with TNT, but on only there. now on a streaming service, their own. And, mm-hmm. and they're going right. to paid for it, streaming so, service. So Josh mm-hmm. Henderson's obviously a big advocate for it. And um, whatever feedback we get here, yeah. um, I have a pipeline, so I will try to pass this whole information along to him and see maybe what might, where it might go. And we can push it and then y'all reply and comment and it will forward and people yeah. see it. It, it doesn't Please make don't difference. send us any barbecue sauce. That was my, that, I, that I was my idea. <laughs> my, pant- my pantry is, my pantry that, is that, very small. That was my idea it. of the barbecue sauce. <laughs> and, um, if, if, uh, if we can take, take a, in a memento, I would like to yeah. read a special shout out that we got. <gasps> yeah. Okay. Yes, please do. Um, this gal uh, runs, okay, she has an Instagram handle. For, she's a huge JR and Sue Ellen fan, like moi. She the one that posts all the little videos she of them? Yes. Um, her screen name are JR underscore and underscore Sue Ellen, all one word, period, Dallas on Instagram. And it is run by a lady in Germany named, and I, I asked her how to pronounce it so I wouldn't butcher it. It's either Tanya or Tanya Bross, like John Ross. And she is the sweetest thing. And she said, um, I've conversed with her a little while, just, you know, like stuff for a few months. And um, she dropped us a line and she said, hi, Melanie, Sarah, Mary and Josh. I'd like to tell you that I really love listening to your Dallas podcasts. It's always great to hear new background stories. As you can probably imagine, my favorite characters are J.R. and Sue Ellen, so I'm looking forward to hearing more about these two. Hmm. She can stay. I like her. <laughs> keep up the good work to let keep up the good work to never let our favorite show end. Best wishes from Germany, Tanya. Cool. Okay, we have to raise that class. Where's that? Where's that man of Shevitz? Yeah, yeah, man of Shevitz. Gross. <laughs> what was her name? <sighs> Tanya or Tanya? Tanya. Tanya. Tanya Brock. Tanya. Tanya. Prost. So, everybody have a great night here from our Dallas crew. That's right. (laughs) And we will see you later. Bye. Y'all come back. Bye, y'all. Next on Dallas. How's the baby? He's well. Have a good day, Mr. Bond. Have you decided to run again? But if I do, and I could win, then I could have Sue Ellen back. She'd leave J.R. in a minute. Do you think he feels anything for the boy? All he wants is what J.R. Ewing has, me and my son, and he'll do anything to get us. You lied, Bobby. You lied to me. I lied about what? About Ewing Oil going broke. Where's the money coming from, J.R.? I don't like people checking up on me. Well, that's too bad, because I'm going to find out what's going on.